It's back for 2014, the Football Zack Podcast for Brazil. Brought to you by Banking on Football. Hello, and uh, it's Football Zack Podcast time again. How are we? Mate, I'm still recovering from the thrills and spills of this morning's exciting match. It was passion pop to champagne football, wasn't it? It was. And one of my teams are gone. Yeah, one? that's right. Um, <laughs> so poor, spare a thought for Pat, who started this tournament with 32 teams uh, that he picked uh, as dark horses to win it. He's down to his last two, so uh, that's uh, heartbreaking, isn't it? It is, it is. He, I'm a plus one. You're going to win the third place playoff as well, though, so that's something. Oh, that's something, yeah, I know. So, uh, yeah, so Pat's had a good tournament, oh, I have. Uh, as, uh, as tipping goes, by tipping everybody. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to him, I think his number one team was actually Germany. Yeah, a pretty, pretty early was. one, it was, yeah, so that was good. They'll probably crash and burn the final, but yeah, that's all right. That's all right, because I think you've also made Argentina at some point during the month your your other team oh, that you Never ranked. said Argentina, to be honest. I, I think you might have at some point. Mate, you press Control F in every podcast, you never see Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know you could do that in the podcast. <laughs> not sure if that'll work, but uh, you don't try. You don't do a lot of audio editing stuff. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, we should uh, start off by uh, thanking the people that helped make this podcast happen. It's, yeah, you, you look like you had something important to say, Christian, but are you happy for me to do sponsors before mate, we do that? You can do whatever you want, mate. I can, because I'm the host. I play by my own rules. I'm chief football analyst of this uh, podcast. Uh, those, those sponsors are uh, Southern Cross Uni, who allow us to record here in their studios, and also banking on football. Uh, so the, the best player in the world, uh, Messi, is into the World Cup final, and could, if he wins, this could be his chance to become the greatest ever, uh, and a great way to commemorate that would be to win yourself a signed Barcelona jersey signed by the little man himself, and you can do that by going to bankingonfootball.com slash win, where you can also, up until the end of this weekend, win a Tim Cahill jersey, a Socceroos jersey to celebrate our Lionel Messi scoring mm. his third World Cup. So uh, thanks to Banking on Football, wonderful supporters of ours and of football in general. Let's talk about the football. Yeah, well, to be honest, the match, I thought, even though it was a little bit dour, was still intriguing enough to keep the viewers interested. It was enough to send you to sleep just before penalties, though. <laughs> For the second time this tournament, I managed to watch 120 minutes of no of action. action, yeah. And then fell asleep before the first penalty yeah. and woke up during the SBS Social Hub. It just doesn't and get worse than that. How do you fall asleep before the penalty shootout? Don't you get excited again? Well, uh, thinking, In the uh, last like two minutes of yeah, extra time, you're thinking nervous. to yourself, I don't want a goal. Yeah. I want, I want, I Every want time Iron Robin went charging into the box, I'm cheering and he's get, get, getting tackled. <laughs> Christian's not, nodding off. He's going, oh God, hurry up. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like watching this football, mate. It's a bloody chore. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it all. There was, uh, I think Michael Owen tweeted because uh, Zabaleta had an injury to his tooth, I believe, uh, mm. in the extra time period. Needed quite a bit of patching up. And Michael Owen sent out a tweet saying, how are they getting one minute added time for this. Zabaleta was down for at least five. They just pull these out of time minutes out of the air. And I thought to myself, mate, nobody in the world wants this to go on any longer than it has to. (laughs) If he wants one minute out of time, I will take one minute out of time. Let's get this bloody thing over I think he blew it just before the minute Oh, and thank God he did. 55 seconds. Yeah, yeah. A Christian (laughs) was outraged, but everyone else in the world... Uh, was thankful that it was done. Yeah, I wanted more reaction before I knew I was going to fall asleep. Yeah, Christian was so outraged, he thought, bugger this, I'm going to bed. <laughs> I'm not sticking around for your penalties, FIFA. Oh, uh, I wanted it settled on the field. So, yeah, this morning's game, uh, not exactly one for the highlights reel. Uh, the best 10 minutes of the match was the first 10 minutes because I hit snooze and I missed that. So <laughs> I got a, I saw from the 11th minute onward, that was pretty painful. Yeah, thoughts at all on Mate, the game, gents? I, I was watching the game, and even though Argentina were very much in the ascendancy, I 
honestly thought the Netherlands had it in them to hit them on the counter, grab that one goal and take it to the final. Well, so did the Netherlands. That's what they had built their entire game plan around, wasn't yes. it? That was uh, very boring. I get frustrated with the Netherlands. They're great for like three years and nine months, and then a World Cup rolls well, around. They were great in the first game, weren't yeah. they? But ever since then, they've just got worse and worse against us. They were, they were all right, but they weren't great. Mm. Then, like, they only just struggled to get to the semi final, didn't they? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, very, uh, very frustrating, uh, the Netherlands. They are capable of being one of the most ruthless attacking sides in world football, but just seem to always favour keeping it tight and looking to, to nick it on the break, which is frustrating. A bit frustrating, but in saying that, I mean, they've made a World Cup final and a World Cup semi-final in the space of four years. That's not terrible going. Mm. Compared to their past recent record, which has been atrocious, something needed to change. They were playing their traditional style. It wasn't working for them. They've gone the complete opposite direction. That hasn't worked for them 100%, but it's been better, so maybe they find that sort of middle ground and maybe that could get them their elusive title. Mm. Christian Lennon, the voice of reason, the kind of man who watches 120 minutes of that dross <laughs> and enjoys it and then goes to bed before the penalties. Uh, the highlight of the game for me, chaps, was having a Maturano's tackle on Iron Robin to, mm. to save what would certainly have been the, the winning goal. That's, that's about as good a tackle as you'll ever see in your life from a screening midfielder. We watched it a few times on the replay here in the studio to just see where he came from. He could see mm. it coming. He knew exactly what was going to happen and, uh, got on his bike, and that, that for me, it's beautiful to watch, even though it wasn't a, a goal. As you said, he knew what was going to happen before Robin did. So he was on his bike, heading towards that edge of the penalty area. And the tackle itself, even though he got himself in that right position, which is probably one of the hardest things to do, to actually make that tackle and uh, mm. no contact, yeah, full clean ball, and absolutely cleaning up, it was... Very, very impressive. Yeah, it was wonderful to see. So uh, Mascherano was a wonderful player. And, of course, uh, Marcelo Carusca, uh, who we had on the podcast, uh, said uh, still a good friend of his. That's nice. I'm sure that Marcelo would have been watching that game down in Adelaide and uh, in, would have enjoyed that tackle, certainly. Absolutely. Mm. Yes. Uh, Zabaleta was the other one that he gave a shout-out as being a, he's still friends with, and he had his teeth kicked out. So mixed morning for Marcelo. <laughs> yes. But uh, that'll be made sweet by the fact that uh, Argentina are into the final. We should talk about the... Uh, the penalties as well, which Christian uh, obviously didn't see. Uh, there was uh, Robin Van Persie been struggling with a bit of uh, gastro, so mm. it was taken off, which took away the chance to bring on Tim Krul, yes. which they did against Costa Rica very effectively. He was out at halftime practicing penalties to get in the... Uh, the minds of the Argentinians, which is odd because they were all back in the sheds and wouldn't have seen it <laughs> unless they were on Twitter. But uh, yeah, so Sillison obviously had to play in goal, which now I just don't know why Tim Krul doesn't play all the time, to be honest. There's Sillison, there's something about a very small goalkeeper that's not intimidating. I think Sportsbet uh, said at one point he was about as intimidating as a candlelit bath. To be fair, if you're an unsupervised infant, those candlelit baths are <laughs> yeah, dangerous. Death trap. <laughs> Absolute death trap. Uh, well, he got t- uh, to two of the penalties. Yes, he got probably hands should have to. stopped him. Yeah, uh, Zelko Kalach came out afterwards and said, you know, if you're getting that much hands to him, you should probably should be stopping him. Mm. And he would know. So, you know, Zelko would, <laughs> would know. So he was saying uh, they were very reachable for a goalkeeper, those ones. So yes. Zelko classes as very reachable. Uh, balls that are headed towards the top corner, uh, balls that are headed towards the, the bottom corner, balls that are headed straight towards the keeper, he terms as unsavable. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair to him, I mean, that last save, which he's going to be the flag for, was... So close to jumping over that crossbar, you know, it actually, mm. your save went straight up, hit the crossbar, went back in. That goes, oh, that's two millimeters closer to the field of play. It's class as a brilliant save, you know. It's really is a matter of millimeters for football, mm. especially those goalkeepers, you know. But it, it wasn't a good penalty, really. I mean, if you get two hands to it, you should be saving that, surely. Yeah, that's a, that's also a fair call. A lot of power, but again, it's in that 
savable distance. Yeah, well, was as, soon, as soon as we watched the pens again in, in here with Christian, it was first reaction was that we've talked about savable height, yeah. and every penalty we've seen saved in this World Cup has been in that savable height zone, except for one, I think, and that was the first one that was saved here. It was in the, it wasn't in the savable zone; it was just a decent save. Right. Was the one going on the ground? Oh, that was uh, Ron Vlaar's penalty. Mm. But that was also because it was a really shit penalty. <laughs> I actually so, feel sorry for the goalkeeper. He had 10 players on the field, should have won the game for him in the first 130 minutes. Yeah. And now he's getting... Sti- oh, 120. Felt like 130. <laughs> now he's getting stitched Felt up. like a week and a half. You're he's watching getting all it. the flack. Yeah. Poor, no, poor that, that's true. And uh, apparently, Van Gaal asked two players to take the first penalty kick and they denied it. Really? So right. those two players, they should be shot, really. I, I, well, it seems extreme. <laughs> Wait, uh, so Pat grew up in Colombia. Yeah. <laughs> but really? Uh, like, is, is that the case? Yeah, two players turned yeah. down the chance to take the first and two And that's penalties. why Vlal had to take yeah. it. Okay, because there was a bit of sticker. Matt Coleman, friend of the show, uh, tweeted that, you know, tactical genius Louis Van Gaal sending up a centre-back to yes. take the first penalty. But maybe there's, first, uh, there's more to the story. Yeah. Than that, but because uh, of course, Paul Ron Vlaar had a wonderful 120 minutes and yeah. had kept uh, Messi pretty much w- without a kick for the entire game, and then fluffed his lines. I don't know why Robin just didn't take the first kick. Like you need to get on the right foot. Yeah, from, well, that's from the, the start. Like, it, did he say that they didn't want to take the first kick or the, f- the no, two people? Kick, okay, kick. right. So maybe Robin was one of them. Now, the thing is, though, is your best taker, best kick taker, doesn't take the first kick. It's so you got your. It goes, yeah, you one, two, three, four, five. That's your ranking. Take, yep. take I them feel in, like you've told me this before. Take I'm them getting in, deja vu. Take them in five, four, three, two, one. It's your fifth best takes the first, fourth best takes the second, so on and so on. Because every kick which goes on is increased pressure from the last. So let's say you waste your best penalty take on your first penalty. That means you've got your second best taker taking the last one, which is the hardest. It's not what you want. Yes, but surely you don't want a case mm. where the shootout's over before your best kick takers have taken a kick. Surely it should be a system where it's like, one to four, uh, like one four two three one. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> one five four three two in that order. Well, that's what people think, but it doesn't work that way. And they've shown the test, you know, in terms of the stressfulness and things like that. Where if you waste your best kicker on that first kick, it is it is legitimately a huge waste because what that might get a poorer you. Poorer kicker might be just as likely to that, score. That will it? get you to that extra penalty, but you're more likely to miss that one. Ah, right. Well, there you go. What if your keeper has an excellent penalty saving record? Would that change your tactics? Would you just try and get as many on the board early and back your keeper to make a save? Not necessarily, because the stress levels are still going to increase with every penalty available, every penalty which goes. So that's why you're not, very, very rarely do penalties go more than five. So that's why you keep your best in that five, obviously. But you, if you are tempted by putting your better takers earlier than they should be, then it generally almost always comes back to bite There you, you. go. Right, so Argentina, of course, sent Messi up first, mm. uh, but won the shootout. Yes. Interesting, but of course, that's because they made two saves, which helps. Uh, Robin, of course, missed in the Champions League final a couple of years ago and vowed never to take a penalty again. So perhaps that played a part in him not wanting to take the first penalty. But his, his penalty was excellent, I thought. It was mm. low down and tucked right into the corner and yeah. certainly not in the savable zone that you've uh, mentioned. So uh, on, on talking about uh, the tactics, how good are uh, matches going to be between Chelsea and Manchester United this season? Mourinho against Van Hal. Oh, hello, attacking oh, football. On. Samba, Jogo Bonito, huh? <laughs> I'll be getting on a couple of nil-nils in those fixtures. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I was worried when it came to penalties, no one was going to have a shot. 
<laughs> it's like the scene in the film Sergeant Bilko with Steve Martin where there's a, a, a boxing match in the army and one of the boxers has been paid to lose the fight and the guy who's in charge of delivering the money delivers it to the wrong boxer. So the boxer who has been told to throw the fight assumes he's getting paid afterwards. The boxer who's fighting for real all of a sudden gets paid and gets... Oh, okay, I'll throw the fight. So you get this boxing match where no one throws a punch <laughs> for like nine rounds, then someone throws a punch out of boredom and they both fall down. And that that's kind of what I thought was going to happen in this penalty shootout. It was just two teams so adamant they didn't want to play Germany and uh, finish second next week. So, um, of course, during the game, SBS did their usual cross to uh, Brendan Shakes or whatever his name is. Uh, this time it was in Cheese Bar. I don't know if you saw it, Christian. You might have seen it because you were awake during the game. You missed the penalties, didn't you? But they crossed him, and for some reason, they got him to stand on the floor, and the camera was like three floors above him. What? Was there not enough space for a cameraman on the floor? <laughs> mate, mate, they're trying to be artistic, mate. Come on. <laughs> but he's looking up at the camera, and... There's like people walk. He was right next to a doorway, so people just kept bumping into him. That's how people take selfies these days. Yeah, maybe he was filming himself. Yeah. It takes weight off him. It takes pounds off him. It takes fifteen pounds off filming from above. It does. Uh, so you see him stuttering less from up top. Yeah, apparently it uh, takes away your double chin. So, uh, so maybe Louis Van Gaal should get filmed from below. It might, <laughs> might add a chin. So, um, and uh, Fox Sports uh, put out a tweet uh, at full time saying, uh, tune in to Fox Sports News for 30 minutes analysis of the game. Anyone who tuned in for 30 minutes of analysis of that needs to be shot. Um, John Aloisi may be tuned in, but that's about it. No, he was on the show. <laughs> that's probably why. It was probably him sending the tweet. Yeah. We should talk about our live podcast that we're doing this weekend on Saturday. Absolutely. At the Riverdeci Pizzeria in Milton, Brisbane, obviously. We're going to be there. It's going to be live for those who are there with us. But, yeah. Uh, for those who aren't there with us, you'll get the edited version. It'll be a regular podcast. <laughs> It'll be a regular yeah. podcast. Just with a little bit of laughs and maybe some uh, hecklers in the background. We'll yeah. see what happens. Are you going to be drinking while recording this? I think it's safe to say yes. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was hoping to drink before we recorded. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be doing it with a mouthful of pizza with any luck. So, uh, yeah, look, we're really looking forward to it. 12.30 at uh, Riverdeci's Pizzeria mm-hmm. uh, in Milton, as Christian said. And uh, this, uh, for me, is the end of the World Cup, obviously. For, well, it's the end for everybody, really. Uh, but next week, I am uh, starting a diet to get fit again, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to kick it off with a visit to uh, Elite PT. Yeah, Elite Personal Training, which is obviously uh, where we've been training when we haven't been in the mate, in the studio. Mate, do you need a license for those guns? <laughs> <laughs> so if you need to get fit, or you just want to get buff like myself, give Dan a call on 0403 571 582. Cool. I wish everyone could see this, but Christian's actually flexing bones. (laughs) (laughs) That's how strong he is. He can bend and flex his bones. Mate, I've been on the SBS Twitter account and... SBS World Cup? SBS World Cup. Korean or Australian? Korean one. Oh, Korean, yeah. A little soundbite. Now, not everything on the SBS Twitter account is actually football related. Oh, really? I actually watched a video with the day's top headlines, you know, like with the news. Yep. And uh, and the top headline was actually about a sex video involving a South Korean celebrity and an Australian media personality. Now, let's have a little listen what they had to say about it. Okay, great. That's good. How did you handle that, mate? <laughs> When do you stop? <laughs> <laughs> we finished recording. Yeah, straight to South Korea and has an affair. Um, I like the way that they've presented a balanced uh, 
opinion of the story. So they gave a little bit in Korean there, but they also let Lales give his side of the story. <laughs> I loved his answer to the question, well, are you sorry for the video? And this is what he had to say. <laughs> <laughs> mate, you have no remorse for anything, mate. No, he's cold-hearted. <laughs> yeah, more excellent sleuthing done there by Pat. Oh, yeah, mate, oh, mate. You, you enjoy uh, SBS World Cup, mate, I'm going to get the live feed in my house if I could. I'm thinking about getting the channel. Yeah, yes. yeah. big time. So uh, we should probably wrap up the show. Have we got anything else to add? No. no. I think we've done pretty well to get a show out of today's game because that was a stinker. Uh, we will be back on Saturday. And um, then it'll be... We're really wrapping it. This is our second last show Third in these last studios. Our second last in the studios, yeah. great. Don't jump ahead and <laughs> let me finish. <laughs> uh, yeah, th- uh, now, now I'm saying the wrong thing. Second last in this studio. So a bit sad, starting yeah. to reminisce. It's got a bit nostalgic now. Yeah. Mm. So if you've enjoyed the show, tweet in and say so, and we might give you a shout out. Or just go find Michael Beveridge wherever he is and tell him. <laughs> uh, all right, I'll see you guys on Saturday. Well, I won't say you, Pat. You're, you're not making the trip to Brisbane, but uh, we'll see you on Monday for the World Cup final review show. Yep. But I'll see you on Saturday, Christian. Catch we'll on. see listeners in Brisbane in Brisbane on Saturday. You've been listening to the Football Sack Podcast for Brazil, brought to you by Banking on Football. <laughs>